I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. I'm officially back from Bonaire. What an amazing trip. What an amazing experience. I love to travel, and I've done it for 30-plus years along with all of my experiences in the fitness industry i've traveled to compete ironman triathlons marathons ultra marathons and other crazy uh races like adventure races uh, and then a lot of work traveling to do tv and things like that and finally family and for me spring break is an opportunity to take my family somewhere different each and every year which we have done all but once. Uh, we repeated once, we went to Grenada twice. Pretty amazing place. Um, but for me, it's all about collecting experiences, not things, collecting experiences. And when you add family in and then creating memories, just amazing. And I love, as I've put on social media and written articles about, I just love exploring a place like Bonaire by foot, right? Going running. And then swimming, like, you know, you not only see what you wouldn't see in a car when you're out walking or running or run walking, as I do, um, but when you swim and then you swim offshore and I'll do laps, like really long laps and just a beautiful place to do it and safe, um, almost no boats, which was just incredible, you know, no like jet skis or anything you had to worry about. But then you're seeing, you know, the island from a totally different vantage point and perspective. And this is all about what I preach. It's the ability to do those things, to travel, to enjoy doing whatever you want to do. We watch people kite surfing. I have to try that. I have not yet tried that. Uh, amazing. And here was, here was one of the most amazing things, by the way. I don't know how many of you have been to Bonaire. It is a, an island right off the coast of Venezuela, down in the ABC Islands, Aruba, Bonaire, uh, and Curacao. It's just about as close to the equator as you can get uh, within those islands at least. And when we were getting uh, on the plane and then off the plane, I said to my wife, like, there's a lot of older people on this plane and then in the airport. And when you got to Bonaire, which is a huge diving island, most people are there to go scuba diving. I am not certified. I am now going to get certified. My wife loves to snorkel. We snorkeled. But when I tell you that the average age of the person scuba-ing that we saw was like 60, 65, it is no hyperbole. It was incredible. It's like, this is the fountain of youth. I said to my wife, you know, chicken and egg controversy. Is it the island or do people come there? People come there who are active, who are enjoying their lives at an older age. So, so much of the advice I put out there when it's, you know, about lifting heavy and cost benefit of exercise and it's about health and it's about the ability to what? Not only live longer, but make those years quality years. So if you want to snorkel at 75 and literally again, to use that term again, there were literally 75 year olds, talk to a bunch of them, male and females scuba diving and just enjoying their later years doing whatever the heck they want to. And also when we watched, you know, we drove this incredible uh, place again where they were uh, kite surfing. And my wife said, look at that woman. And she looked to be 
60s or 70s. Just cutting it up. Amazing. So that's what I'm about. And it's tough when human condition is such that we think short term. That's it. Like we can lift heavy. We're, you know, we can eat garbage. We can do all of those things because it's not going to matter. We don't have that long-term approach. It's really hard to do. And you have to shift your thinking. And that's why when you eat healthy foods, you go, oh, I'm doing something good for myself long-term. Same thing with cardio, same thing with strength training. And then the choices you make within those realms, hopefully, are with that long-term approach as well. Because the exercise to live longer and live better. And when you're hurt, when you're injured, the body is as great as a machine as it is. The trauma is not good. We want to avoid injury at all cost, especially injury that we bring upon ourselves. It's one thing to fall, right? Freak accident, things like that. Those are going to happen. You know, I, I had I've been very fortunate and also very smart uh, in my choices in, in many different uh, realms as well. But, you know, I had a freak um, accident couple, well, more than a couple years ago now, uh, paddleboard and was getting into the water, wave came in, smashed the board into my leg and, you know, really tweaked some muscles and then received a phone call uh, that the charity I coached had a slot to the Ironman in Hawaii which for those people who know, that's the championships. You have to qualify. They give out very few uh, slots now for um, other things. But my charity that I coach, Cancer Charity, got a slot. And I had just gotten out of the hospital. And they said, do you want the slot? And the race was, I think, 10 weeks, 8, 10 weeks away. And I said, absolutely. And I didn't run up until the day of the race. I swam. I biked. I biked. I rode my bike, did strength training, things like that, but I couldn't run. Um, I had an amazing experience. Uh, but we want to avoid injuries, okay? And this goes to the topic of today's show as well. Oh, more fitness BS on social media. It's, it's I, I, I avoid most news now because it's depressing and too polarized and it's not what I'm about. Uh, I control what I can and that includes... What I take in, not only nutritionally, but what I consume as far as media and entertainment. And social media now is pushing me so much garbage. And I assume if you're listening to the show, you're into fitness and it's pushing it to you too. So as much as I'd like to avoid uh, discussing this stuff, I realize this is exactly what I need to discuss because it's exactly what you're seeing. And it's garbage and it is high quality garbage now. Because in the past, you didn't have Google, you didn't have the access to knowledge the way, and, and knowledge is in air quotes, by the way, um, that these people have. And so they sound really smart. And I'm going to read you verbatim one of them. I have three examples that I took in, I think all within an hour, three just pieces of garbage when it came to fitness and exercise and the benefits and, and just... And I've done podcasts on these topics, but it's going to come up over and over again because you're going to see it in different ways from different people just to confuse you even more. And that's why at the end of every podcast, I give you my social media uh, ways to direct message me with any questions you have. And I've thought like, 
oh, could I get away with like a couple months of inviting these people on and, and actually discussing? Because yeah, they, they, <laughs> they answer certain comments. They avoid certain ones, but they can also do some research. I'd love to get them on the spot and have the, these discussions, all right? But three points, three totally different but perfect topics for Fitness Disrupted 2.0. And so much of them are about shortcuts, right? Of course they are. And hacks. I really don't like that word. I don't like to use the word hate, but there's no hacks when it comes to fitness. There's science. There's the way to do it intelligently, but there's no hacks because hacks is what? Leads you to believe it's a shortcut. It's a secret. There's no secrets. There are no secrets. You don't get more by doing less. You get more by doing intelligent, smart workouts, and you might be doing long workouts and ineffective workouts, and most of you are. Judging by what I've seen for the past 30 years in the gym and the conversations I've had because you have all this misinformation, which is exactly why I'm doing the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and you don't get fused by telling the truth. And talking about moderation, like I do. Um, but we're going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. And you're going to help spread the word. Because I have the best audience in the world. I just do. Because you're coming here for the science and the real world application from someone who has studied it and done it. I can't, I can't you know. Oh, I can't stomach the people who obviously don't follow the advice they're giving you. And that's the vast majority of people on social media. Uh, okay, so the number, uh, the first example was something that like, it's just, it was another take on the fat burning zone. But this was like someone who was walking and talking and had the phone and was, you know, uh, doing his little diatribe about how you're exercising too hard. But here's the difference in, you know, the vast majority of the, the BS that used to be around many years ago. He was using big words. Big words to most people, right? Glycolysis, glycolytic, fatty acid oxidation. It's just garbage. It's the, I mean, if you're talking about the fat burning zone today, and, and I always watch these people and I think, are they lying or do they not understand the science? It's the former, I think, 90% of the time. But I think there's also just charlatans who know they're going to tell you what you want to hear. You're working out too hard. Oh no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go into, don't go over 120 beats, this person said. 120 beats are lower. That's going to strip your body of fat. And you know, once you start to go into glycolysis and start to burn sugars, you're not tapping into the fat stores. Hey, guess what? You're tapping into your fat stores when you're sitting on the couch, people. Your body's primary energy source at low activity are fat. Fat stores. It is. Yeah. And as you increase your heart rate, your intensity, yes. There's a shift, a subtle shift over time as you increase your intensity into carbohydrates. But for the 10,000th time, and I will do a 10,000, probably 100,000 more in my lifetime, you don't get more by doing less. You burn more fat calories and more total calories the harder you work. The Boston Marathon is today. <laughs> I was just watching it. Amazing. I've done it, I think, 10 times. And I need to get back. I had a streak 
Uh, luckily, ended the streak the year of the bombing. Talk about fortuitous. Uh, but I need to get back. Healthy enough to do it every year was what I was doing. And then Ironmans and some other things came up. But I got to get back. But a, a very bad example I give. But, but it works. The people at the front of the marathon are not bigger than the people at the back. The people running harder. Now, of course, there's genetics and many other things that come into play. But those people are running darn fast all the time. And the people at the back are running slower all the time. So again, really not great illustration, but but it still works. You don't get more by doing less. It's fuzzy math. It's fuzzy math. And I think, I hope that these charlatans who spout this information over and over again, I think they just know that fat is used. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're reading. As I say this out loud, I'm getting worked up. It also shows that they don't read much of anything. Most fitness people don't. They're not reading studies. They're not reading textbooks. They're reading. They're on the Google. (laughs) They're reading and hearing that echo chamber of charlatans that, you know, they want to believe themselves. I wish as a trainer, I could have said to my clients, you're working out too hard. Does that even sound right? Yeah, it sounds right if you're going to get injured and overtrain. But do you think burn working harder and burning more calories? Oh, but it's not fat calories. It's carbohydrate. No. <laughs> yeah, you burn more fat calories sitting on your butt than you do walking. And then when you start jogging, you know, a few or less percentage of fat calories, not total. It's a percentage. Okay, but I'll say it again. The harder you work, the more total fat calories you burn and the more total calories you burn. So if weight loss is your goal or one of your goals, I'm going to say mix it up. I'm not even going to say work hard all the time because you can't. Know the science. That's the science. I, I just, I can't, I can't stomach it. And it's the big words now that like, you know, you sound smart. You say a lot of words quickly while you're walking and talking. And then you have the words on the, on the post and suddenly you're an expert. Nope. All right. We move on. Cold plunging. God bless all you people that are cold plunging. Okay. I've done it. Haven't done it in a while. And one of the reasons is the science is actually against it for certain things. And I am going to read you verbatim this one. I just take my phone and I put it up against the computer and have it dictate. I ain't typing all this. The beauty of, of technology, right? Even at my age. It's all, it's, and, and I literally, that's the fourth time I've said it, I know, the show. Um, as I was getting ready to do this podcast and I was venting to my wife... <laughs> Because that's what I do. Because I get really frustrated with the information you're taking in. Tony Robbins came up talking about how he cold plunges all the time. And that's great. Listen, if you have your diet down and you have your exercise down and you have the base of your plan down, you could do all these things. You can try everything. But like, again, it's when uh, the number of benefits that supposedly come out of this, and I am going to read you again what, what this person said. Um, I have a problem. The red flags go up and it goes against the science. If you really want to hear, uh, or read a great 
discussion of this about cold after exercise for recovery. Now, there's so many different reasons people are cold plunging today. I know the shock proteins and all those kind of things. But when it comes to you, you, you do a hard workout, you know, your runner, strength train, whatever, and you cold plunge, you get in the ice bath, right? To, to speed recovery. Well, no, the science shows it slows recovery now. That the body's natural inflammatory process is better. It, you're delaying the inevitable. If you're a pro athlete, yeah, it feels better to some people. <laughs> I still want a hot shower, but yeah, it delays. The body's a really smart machine. Okay. Now I know there's many other benefits that, that people are touting and studies into that. Yeah. But Lindsay Barra's article, and I, I interviewed her, Yogi Barra's granddaughter, amazing hockey player, uh, sports writer. And I did a podcast with her, the cold hard truth about icing. She had just written an article about that. And the, the doctor, I did a podcast on this too, separate. The RICE protocol, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Well, the doctor who came up with the uh, rest and ice said they were wrong. <laughs> that you actually want to keep moving and you don't want ice. That's the most recent research. All right, let me read you verbatim what this person said. Uh, there was a time when we used to think putting athletes in cold water after exercise was good because of its anti-inflammatory effects. By the way, when he started with that, I go, oh, he's going to say, but now we know better. No, no, no. <laughs> because of its anti-inflammatory effects, we know now that that's only about 15% of the benefit. I've never seen that stat. Don't know where he's pulling that from. I think he made it up. Uh, <laughs> the majority of the benefit comes from something called a cold shock protein. If you really wanna be fascinated, Google cold shock proteins. These are reserve proteins that are in your liver. They're dumped into the bloodstream uh, in an effort to save your life. When you put yourself in cold water, they scour the body of free radical oxidation. They increase the rate of protein synthesis. Not true. Uh, muscle repair, they are free, they're free, <laughs> you get them. When you put yourself in cold water, you get a peripheral vasoconstriction, so it forces all the oxygen into the core and up to the brain, and you get an activation of something called brown fat thermogenesis, uh, which comes from brown fat. Uh, here, here's, here's the kicker. Here's where you know, here's where the charlatan part comes in. Uh, well, <laughs> even more so. And for the women that are listening, for some reason, I seem to ensnare the women. He even said it, ensnare. He said it right there. I, I, I'm, and why, like sexist, really? Do women, are they, are they the only ones who have uh, issue with weight? Give me a break. And for some reason, I seem to ensnare the women when I say this. Remember that the definition of a calorie is a measure of heat, right? I mean, the definition of a calorie is the amount of energy it takes to raise one cubic centimeter of water, uh, one degree centigrade. So if a calorie is a measure of heat, then this means that when the heat leaves your body, calories are leaving your body. <laughs> so if there is nothing, there, so there is nothing. Here we go. We got, got to up it, right? Here's the selling point. Uh, there is nothing, no amount of exercise, no cardio, no type of cardiovascular or weight training that comes anywhere close to immersing yourself in cold water in terms of what will strip fat off your body fast. If you want to strip that off your body, getting in cold water, get in cold water three to six minutes per day. What a load of garbage. And are there benefits to cold plunging? Yeah. Is it better? It just, it, it, <laughs> nothing comes anywhere close in terms of cardiovascular weight training 
to immersing yourself. Really? Three to six minutes a day. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you get more. They're three to six. And, and let's open up some plunge pool centers so you can pay $400 to go sit in ice water instead of the benefits, the myriad benefits. Let's, let's, let's make people not do cardio and strengthening as much. Let's turn them off to it. It's, it's just, it's, it's mind-numbing, pun intended. It's mind-numbing. But, like, I read you that verbatim because all of those big words. This person sounds really smart. And, and all these videos now are a microphone and a dark background and sometimes the words up there. So you can see the big words. And oftentimes the big words are misspelled. <laughs> Which is another sign that they're chuckleheads. Uh, again, if you're cold plunging, awesome. Is it going to, well, I was going to say it's going to hurt you. Here's the science, people. Again, the most recent research is not only does it delay, delay recovery, but it may mitigate, lessen your strength gains. There are studies, I've talked about them on other shows, not going to do it here today. Studies that show that we don't want that. If your goal is hypertrophy, strength, the current research is showing what this person obviously has no idea about that is counterproductive to strength training. Okay? Not looking back. Uh, what was he saying about uh, protein synthesis? Increases the rate of protein synthesis and muscle repair. Mm -mm. Not the current research. Prove me wrong. And guess what? Here's the thing. Real world stuff. I don't do it. I have done it back when I was doing a lot of Ironmans and stuff and I actually hurt myself. <laughs> I, I filled up a, a garbage can, plastic garbage can with water and ice. I got it in after like a hundred mile bike ride or something and, you know, had a, like, I don't even know what it was, a, a little bench or something to get in and getting out was a problem and I tipped it over and kind of hurt my, my hip. <laughs> yeah, call me an idiot. That's fine. Fair game. Uh, what I found was I didn't need it. And there's so many things to do. And that's one of my big problems with try, try anything. If it doesn't hurt you, you know, don't do it the way I did it. <laughs> but it takes your time and money away from things that do work. Now, I want you to, we could go 80-20. And I often talk about this with things that are kind of out there that aren't really supported by science. Placebo effect is huge for so many of those things. And if you think it works and it works, it works. But things like this that are, potentially delaying recovery, potentially uh, diminishing uh, your results from your strength training workouts. I'm not doing it. I got too many other things. I'm going to get in my protein. I'm going to take my creatine. I'm going to stretch. There's a lot of things to do. But again, if you're doing it and you're loving it, I'm just giving you the science. And that ain't it. This guy ain't it. Okay. And if you really study the science, like I haven't done a podcast yet about, yeah, putting cold water in your face has an incredible, incredible physiological reaction, response. Your face. We'll talk about that more. Uh, my wife and I were watching something. Uh, but, you know, 
that was one of the coolest uh, classes I took. NASA scientists, Harvard, Russian, brain and behavior in the extremes. Okay, that's where the science is, people. Not this guy. All right, final one. And I'm going to go through this one quickly because it's just too stupid. Uh, it's about... Uh, Guy was talking about a well-known bodybuilder and the number of sets and reps they did and how <laughs> the number one secret to this bodybuilder's success was one to two sets, not three to four. You should never do three to four. His secret to getting big was one to two sets. No, his secrets to getting big was PEDS. And he talked about recovery. His secret to recovery was, well, that he only did one to two sets. Well, no, his secret to recovery was also PEDS, performance-enhancing drugs. Did he work hard? Of course, harder than the vast majority of people. I don't take that away from bodybuilders. I bodybuilt as well. Natural, the vast majority of people that were in the natural category with me were not. We have lie detector tests. Yep, and I'm pretty darn sure that the guy who administered those tests was not, just rented it. He charged us $50. <laughs> they were on steroids. That doesn't mean that they didn't diet down as well as I, like crazy, and put in crazy hours. The discipline is there, but that doesn't diminish the fact that the vast majority, and this guy was talking about dad bods. If you want, if you have a dad bod, guess what? The people with dad bods are not taking steroids. So if you don't take steroids, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> you the results that the, the guy who he kept flashing uh, in the clips, his results not a chance, not even close, nothing, nada, nowhere near. And that the, the more performance-enhancing drugs you do, the greater your results with less work, right? It just, it stands to reason. So you can do. Not that they do. Bodybuilders do an insane number of sets and reps. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying if you're not taking them, you can't get away with one to two sets if you want to really build muscle. Now, final thought on this. There are studies that show you can get results from one to two sets, of course. But now are we talking strength or size? Primarily strength. Of course you're going to build strength, one set. But guess what? Two sets, a little bit more, three sets, four sets. And I have to read this to just end this. As I was doing research for this show, I Google, I see what's out there. And, you know, people also ask on the, you know, that, that section on Google. So people also ask, uh, how many sets do bodybuilders usually do? Is three sets of 10 squats enough? And so I clicked on that. <laughs> Here's what it says. Three sets are not enough to build muscle. Increasing the number of sets of each exercise, even while only performing 10 reps, can build muscle because you will be pushing your muscles to fatigue because they are under tension longer. Don't stop at three sets, but compete, uh, complete four to six. Garbage! I don't even know what that's from. All I know is that the vast majority of people who Google what I did are going to click on those. I've been doing two to three sets, four sets my entire life, 10 reps. Of course, when you are consistent. When you challenge your muscles, when you go to fatigue, whether that's or failure or fatigue, uh, more failure, <laughs> whether that's six reps, eight reps, 10 reps, 12 reps, 15 reps, you're going to see results. One set, you're going to see results. Some more strength, volume of training and doing 
two to three sets of about three exercises per body part. And it depends on your goals, but it works. This is such garbage. I have no idea where these people get this information from, not from their friends. So, that's it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. So, yeah, if you want to, you know, avoid injury, build some strength, build some muscle, it's about consistency, people. I have a great question that I was going to put in today from a listener. Uh, I'm saving it, though, for the next show. But just talking about, you know, do you really need to follow a plan and, and be so specific? And the short answer is no. You have to know what you're doing and go, okay, I'm going to work triceps. or, But you don't have to follow a rigid plan, especially if you've been doing it for a while. But I'll talk much more about that later. But please, please get your information from the right place. I want you to see results. That's why I get so frustrated. I put too much time and effort and money into studying this and doing it myself. And I'm still doing it at 54 and I'm running and I'm getting ready. I got motivated. I'm going back to Boston. I got to requalify for Boston at 54. Guess what? My knee's totally fine. My joint's totally fine. I couldn't run when I was a kid. Shin splints, all the, the issues. It's the training and everything I preach to you that I've done over the years that allows me to do what I want to do. And I want you to be able to do what you want to do as well. And when you listen to chuckleheads like these people saying, do less, <laughs> get, in a, get in a cold bath for five minutes instead of doing your cardio and eating healthy and lifting weights. Ugh. And then try to get a, a bodybuilder's results without the most important ingredient. You have to start there. You know, I, I, I get it. I get so much pushback when I talk about this from bodybuilders who say, yeah, but, you know, don't be a hater. And of course, the most disciplined people in the world, but they're taking drugs. <laughs> and that's really important. Because when you're a 14-year-old boy, uh, 16, 26, 36, and you want the results that those people have, they're leaving out the most important part of it. And their workouts, let me leave you with that because I often forget to say this, their workouts are not the same because of those enhancements. You can't get the results or do what they do without the, that ingredient. <laughs> All right. Tom H. Fit, Instagram, Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Direct message me with any questions, comments, complaints. Uh, please support this show. Great stuff coming up. Interviews. Um, just really excited. I took, I took, by the way, took a couple days off. First time in what? Four years almost now. Three shows a week for four years. I did one in Bonaire. And then I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to recharge my batteries too. I will be the better for it. So back to three a week though. Uh, let me know if you have anyone, people reaching out, you know, uh, with different topics and people absolutely love to hear that as well. Uh, this is a somewhat new feed. So we had fitness disrupted. This is fitness disrupted 2.0. So please follow, like subscribe, comment, whatever you can do to support it. Greatly appreciated. Uh, my website is teamholland.com. Go there, uh, check out, uh, my books and other things if you're interested. Um, and yeah. I'm going to bring you the greatest information, unbiased, the most re, you know, recent research so that we can all make our best decisions. I'm following all the advice I give you and it's working and it's worked for thousands of others. 
<sighs> All right, Jack away. My guy, my favorite person who I looked up to for so long, got to interview him for a full hour on a Saturday, one of the greatest days of my life, many years ago, radio show live. Give me an hour on a Saturday. Oh, and just one of the coolest people. Um, I hope to, you know, yeah, do, do him well. <laughs> um, so uh, here is just a little clip from Jacqueline on my radio show. Have an awesome day. Remember, there are three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. And that's awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Believe in yourself. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you.